Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of The Chalene Show with my co-host, Brett Johnson. That's my husband. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. This is a special edition of The Shalene Show. This is taken from a live Q&A that Brett and I did together from the stage at the Lily Theater in Indy, Indianapolis at my very first live taping of The Shalene Show. Now, the topic that we covered or that I covered before I invited Brett up onto the stage was emotional connectedness, like how you develop it, how to know if you're kind of off base or if you're becoming disconnected because it can happen slowly, kind of like inflammation. You just don't even know it's building up. And the next thing you know, you're two people living in the same home. So I did a pretty serious show. And then after that, I brought my husband up on the stage because the audience had turned in questions about relationships. And I thought, well, rather than me answering, I know they would want to hear a man's perspective, the husband's perspective. So Brett joined me on stage and, well, take a listen. Hey, there's my husband. You changed your outfit? No, I've been wearing You were wearing that shirt? Last four hours. Okay. Fine. You know why when you wake up before me, you feel a little off? Because you don't make me coffee? There you go. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's true. It's true. It's so true. Okay, so this one said, Brent and Shaleen, how do you guys turn off your everyday work and focus on your family or personal relationships? We plan it. So we plan it in advance because we both work together, so we both have knowledge of our daily calendar on the iPhone. I love the calendar. Just make sure everybody like knows what's going on. And when we see spots in the day where we, whether it's in the middle of the day or the evening, we try to plan something just together where it's going to be no work and we can just go do something alone or with Sierra. Um, uh, what else do we do? Well, I was thinking that we sometimes... When your partner wants to talk about work or whatever, or like, you know, business stuff, in your mind you're thinking, I don't have the headspace for this right now, so I'm just going to be like, eh. You know, and you just don't respond, and you're kind of like, you respond rudely, or you don't connect. We will communicate that with each other. He'll say, like, I'm not in the zone right now to talk about that. And I'm like, oh, I, you know, it's a respectful conversation. Or I'll say, I just shut my brain off. Can we talk about it tomorrow? And so we just have a polite conversation about it. I think it's just being polite. And we don't do it in front of the kids. Yeah, we, when we they were little. Yeah. Now we don't care. They're fine. Yeah. <laughs> but when they were little... But probably some people in the audience have small kids. True. Yeah. So we had a code word. We, we would have code words with each other. So we tried not to ever... Because, you know, when you talk work, you get into, like, a different headspace. It's not, like, lovey-dovey. It's like, da-da-da, you know. And I, we didn't want our kids to misinterpret that. So we would have code words 
because you know sometimes you can just launch into business stuff or like life stuff and you forget that it's like not appropriate time because it's you know you're at dinner with your kids or whatever so he would call me smalls he would say hey go that's interesting smalls and i would say that's really interesting handsome i would call him handsome and those were our code words to like it just means let's talk about it later um, next question was how do you deal with a spouse who doesn't share your vision and the same person asks this might answer the question. Ask the follow-up question is, how do you find time to have a healthy marriage? So this person, I, I'm not sure if you want to identify yourself, but I'm guessing that if you're asking about how to prioritize time with your marriage and your partner doesn't see your vision, it might mean, it's not that they don't see your vision, what they see is something competing for your attention. And it would probably need some communication. Yeah. That's the first thing I'm looking at that. I'm saying there's a disconnect. So somebody's not talking to somebody for sure. Yeah. Not explaining exactly what's going on. Yeah. And what they feel. And, and it's also just like identifying. Like it's your partner wants you to be happy. So it's not that they don't see your vision. They don't want to have something replace them and that's competing with them for their attention. It's like, well, I would like to have a moment of your time. It's like when sometimes in marriages you'll hear like a new baby comes home and the husband just feels like, well, where do I fit in, right? And it's not that they don't love the baby, it's that suddenly they're really competing for time. So it is making a priority. You cannot make, <laughs> it's just my opinion. If you want a relationship, which I think everybody does, a healthy relationship, you can't make work more important. You just can't. You know? And I did an interview. I'm hearing someone. Hello? That was funny. Um, I did an interview with a, another entrepreneur who shall remain nameless. And I said, how do your wife and your kids feel about you know, your devotion to work and all the travel and the hours that you work. And uh, he replied, well, she doesn't like it. And he goes, but she knew what she was getting into. And I thought, good luck with that. Good luck with that, sir. You know, but like, you know, but I think that's someone who is looking for their business to fill a hole that actually a relationship should be filling. You know, it's like they're looking for the ultimate ego stroke. They're looking for the old, like, and you just, you're never going to get enough to fill that up. Never. Doesn't matter what your ranking is. Doesn't matter how many cars, houses, appearances, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't matter. It's never going to be enough. Never. Until you like slow down and go, maybe I should just try connecting. And like, just look, looking and thinking about that, you have to know what your spouse needs. Yeah, I'm going to lead into the next question, which was, okay. Melissa Hart asks, <laughs> my husband would it's like, like five have, words, drop the mic. Right. <laughs> so you, um, my husband would like to know, how do I know what my wife might be thinking? <laughs> Good luck. How many years have they been married? Six? Yeah. Well, we met well together for six years. You want to know? What was your name? Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Oh yeah, I read it. <laughs> my, my, so your husband wants to know how to read your mind. He texted me and said, "I want you to ask." Interesting. <laughs> so, out of curiosity, does he ask you? And I, well, I wanted to know what he was thinking. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's a good. That's a good question. Well, Shaleen communicates to me what like what she wants and like what like I I know like there's there's no like I don't you know so or I'm really good at hinting. Yes. Like so, man, coffee sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, you know, so I, I understand it. So this is just years of listening. I'm a good listener. And I, and I hear, I hear, like, everybody, not just Shaleen, but I hear, like, staff, friends, like, hear people say things, and then I, you know, I'll, I'll go to try to fix it or something like that. So I have that in, inside me. I like to do that. I just listen. There's the, there's the answer. It's like listening and then making note of it. It's like listening yeah. without, before it's a request. Yeah. Because it makes it silly, like so. What do you so like? What what do you like? And you write it down. Then you go do it. That's like a honey to do list or something. But if you're listening to them, and and then all of a sudden it just appears or it happens. Melissa, is it okay if I ask your question to the fellows in the audience? Melissa would like some ideas on how to express appreciation for her husband and all that he does. I saw children walk in. I saw some children walk in. Didn't have to go there. Um, So how how would you suggest? I mean, well, you do... um. Be careful. So, I coached for 17 years. And Fridays were very hectic. And for probably the first 12 years, I didn't communicate that to her. I would just keep doing the same stuff I would do all day and then like shower and shave and run out the door and go coach a game, right? And once I went through therapy, I wanted those last like five or six years, I wanted my Fridays to be enjoyable. And, you know, because I had to pour into the kids on the team for a couple hours. So I expressed that to her. And when, when I was able to communicate better, after therapy and all that kind of good stuff and explain that to her like she literally I think that was almost like the turning point where she flipped the switch where it was like oh I get it and I, I appreciate what you do on the evenings and I know now what is going to make you even do better on Friday night so I'm going to take care of that for you so again it's it just keeps going back to that C word it's like communication it's like before that though I was resentful of Fridays <clears throat> and so I would like passive aggressively load things up on him and like I knew he was like walking out the door at five to go coach a game I'm like you didn't take out the trash okay I'll do it I guess I'll do it you know like I would load things up because I was resentful that I didn't get him on Fridays because it like took away time from our business but then once I realized because we communicated to each other how really fulfilling that was for him and what he needed and I thought about like what I need if I'm going to do an event like tonight again we were just communicating he was like talking about all kinds of things and I'm like do you mind if I turn off the TV honey so I can focus I didn't have to tell him to shut up I just said do you mind if I turn off the TV and he's like oh sure and he said and you know what I'm gonna go in the other room so you can focus like so now we're at a stage where he's like it's like just a reminder I can be kind about it I don't have to say can you not talk <laughs> I was just like, do you mind turning off the TV or turning it down a little bit so I can kind of think? And he's like, oh, you know, it's, so it's just, it's just knowing what another person needs to be their best. Like, there's things that you kind of need to be your best. Maybe that's exercise in the morning, or maybe it's a couple of hours by yourself. 
whatever it is, there's things that we do that are part of our routine that recharge us and then make us feel like, okay, I can deliver my best. Communicate that to your partner, but know that they have them too. Even if your partner won't tell you, they do. So keep digging until they feel safe enough to honestly say, you know, and here's what I need. And then honor it. You know, it's not all about you. It's got to honor them. Even if you don't necessarily agree, you just have to go, you know, from sit in their shoes and go, I, I can understand this from their perspective. Let's see. How do we handle disagreements? From Amy. Where's Amy? Hey, Amy. How do we handle disagreements? Um, <laughs> before 2.0 or before? <laughs> no. So again, we just usually talk about it because if it's a disagreement, right, it's usually because she has one opinion, I have another opinion, or she has, wants to do something and, or I want to do something differently. So it's just usually like, okay, so why do you want to do that? Or why does that make sense to do it that way? So it's just basically like lay it out. Like here's the reasons why I feel so strongly about this. And you lay it all out and then you're like, okay, that makes total sense. Let's do it that way. Or you say, but did you think about this, this, or this? And then it's a compromise usually. It usually ends in a compromise. What was it before? I just say, okay. <laughs> or here's what would, if we're going to be honest, I would say. Or like, I'd walk away. Yes. So I would say, um, He'd say, well, we're, we're going to leave at 8. And I would say, well, but we could also leave at 9 because it doesn't start until 11. He'd be like, fine, then we'll do it that way and walk away. I was like, you know, so it wasn't, and I was getting my way, but I wasn't, I was just asking a question. And that, to him, felt like disrespectful. And I was challenging his thought process or challenging his ability, whatever you want to call it. But so we had to learn that, like, if I ask questions... It's, I'm asking questions because I want more information. We both had to learn to like, kind of like, okay, listen without needing to be right. Because if you need to be right, that comes from a real place of insecurity. It's a place of fear, right? When I, I, there's only my way. Like, I don't believe in agreeing to disagree. I think that you can find an understanding. And I think that just takes time and you have to be these things, you ready? Quiet, calm, patient, and put yourself in their shoes, like from their perspective. Like you really have to see it from their perspective. Otherwise, you're just going at it to win. And you'll never change someone's mind if you're going into an argument. Like don't even bother. Like when people say to me, how do I convince somebody that such and such is unhealthy or that, you know, or that they should have this political view or that political view? Don't bother. Because you'll never change somebody's mind in an argument. You can only change it through love and respect. So good questions. Let's see. Best advice. Oh, this is probably a good one for you. Best advice for raising daughters. I have an 11 and 12 year old. Do you have a husband? Yes. Oh, you do? Heard what me was your name? Who's, who? Emily. 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 So, have you bought strong father, strong daughters for your husband? Okay, yeah, from Meg Meeker. So, I highly recommend that book, Strong Father, Strong Daughters. It's a great book. It's a one night read because if your husband starts to read it, he won't put it down. Like you have to get through it. You're like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta fix a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, with girls, especially at that age, right there. It's like all about confidence. So I grew up with 
my younger brother, so it was two boys. You know, like it was like, eat more food, you get bigger, you know, that kind of thing, the whole thing. So I, I read the book, so I knew like how to talk, but Brock, our son, like Shalima go, listen here, you know, right when it got to about that age, like you don't ever talk about this, this, and he never did, he was very respectful, but you just don't talk about body image or yourself too, especially, you know, like you always talk about yourself, like Shalene said that, you know, her mom growing up was always like so positive about her, her figure and herself and like just be, just be confident about it. And so I think if you're confident about it, and it's just so important for your husband, like if I could sum up the book, it's just like pay attention to him. And even like, though they're going to push away. Yeah, even though they're going to push away, it's like just and tell them every time. I, like my daughter, even at 18, she doesn't leave it. Like it's I love you and like you look amazing. So. Yeah. <laughs> he wells up, I well up. Um, but I do think that's really important uh, for siblings. Because I've got so many letters from people who've been scarred by siblings, you know, teasing. And I think that's hardcore. So I started getting those letters in like 2004. Uh, Sierra was four years old. So when I came out with consumer workouts, that's when I started getting letters from people. And so many, in particular women, would write to me about their struggles and with weight, with body image, with addiction, you name it. And it always went back to a childhood incident, almost always. And sometimes a parent, sometimes a mean grandma, Sometimes a, you know, a mean aunt, whatever. Someone who met well. But a, I can't tell you how many were just tormented by siblings. And it was dismissed by parents as like, you know, kids fight or whatever. The, these women would be in their like 40s and 50s and 60s and they could quote verbatim one sentence a sibling said to them. And that really stuck with me. And so early on I would talk to both Brock and Sierra about how to talk to each other. And especially because he was a boy, knowing that she would get her confidence from her brother and her father. So we always, you know, like that was, certain things were just prohibited. You can tease like crazy about certain things, but never body, never your looks, never weight, just those kinds of things. And I always help Brock to understand, and I think you can do this with all kids, is like you want your sibling to be the best and to be happy and to be confident and to take care of themselves. And the way you're gonna do that is by bolstering their confidence and helping them to believe in themselves. And you've got so much ability to do that. And so it was like an important role that Brock, I think, took on and Sierra too. Yeah, Sierra's of biggest fans. Sierra's biggest fear when she decided this year not to run track anymore coming from an athletic family was that her dad, her brother, her grandpa, and her uncle on my side of the family weren't going to think that she's a badass anymore. So that's her word. And Shalene was like, are you kidding me? You know, so yeah. make, make, them, make them feel that. And not tied to an identity, right? Because I, I think we do that too. Like we try to force our kids to be like, well, you're the singer, remember? You're the musician, remember? You're the artist. You're my smart one. Like we give them these identities and maybe they don't want that identity and maybe it's like too much pressure. Put so much pressure on our kids like just to let them be... Great questions, you guys. So fantastic. This has been an amazing experience. Did you have fun? Yeah. Yeah? I, was, yeah. I thought for a minute you were just going to turn this into a stand-up for a second. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about it. Then I saw them out with their phones and stuff, and I thought, nah, that could get me in trouble. 
Um, but really, this has been an outstanding experience for us, and I love the questions that we got. We got a lot of great questions that I want to do a follow-up podcast on, because, and we got a stack of them that I'm like, oh, these, some of them you know, were kind of different than the topic that we talked about tonight. But I definitely want to do a follow-up podcast to answer some of those questions and hit up some more cities. You guys, this has been so much fun. I love you. So grateful, so grateful that you were here at our very first, first live time. taping. Super fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that Q&A with my husband, Brett Johnson, and myself. We really enjoy speaking to the audience and sharing our perspectives because sometimes they're very different. And I think that's important, right? Like, it's good to know how the other side thinks. And it was great that so many people came as couples to the live taping. I hope that you and your significant other will join us at a live taping of The Shalene Show. You can learn more about upcoming locations by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash Shaleen Show Live. Thank you, as always, for subscribing to the show. I really appreciate your reviews. But really, most importantly, is that you check your phone and make sure you are subscribed because that makes it easier for you to download episodes. You don't have to wonder if there's something new that's out. It'll just appear on your phone. You'll save data because if you're in your house on Wi-Fi, it'll automatically update for you. You won't be searching for something good to listen to on that long car ride. It's just the way to go. And I really appreciate you double checking to make sure you are subscribed. And by the way, if you're a new listener, I've got hundreds of great past episodes that I encourage you to look for. I often hear from people who say, oh, Shalene, I wish you would do a podcast on productivity or goal setting or dealing with teenagers or whatever the topic is, 97% of the time, I've already done the topic. So I would just go to your podcast app Think of a topic that you're like, you know, I'm really struggling with this or that topic. Type in the topic and then my name, and I'm sure it'll populate a show that we've done on the topic. And if by chance I haven't, well, by all means, reach out to me in social media and let me know what you'd like to hear next. I hope to see you at a live taping of The Shalene Show. But until then, just be sure to remember that you are the bomb.com. And I mean that. I love you. Talk to you soon. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Life Push Journal. If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple to use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com. Hurry into Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.